Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Choices Finding Your Joy. Paula Vale here. I am just so excited to, to share with everyone today. Uh, oh, I, I just, so many amazing guests. We're so blessed. And I am thrilled to share with you today Lois Barth. She is a human development expert empowerment and leadership speaker, biz and life coach, and author of the book, Courage to Sparkle. She has coached over 800 clients and spoken to thousands of people and championed them to accomplish their goals. She was the life coach for three national makeover campaigns for self-fitness and fit blog that to date over 2 million people participated in. She's been quoted and published in the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, Fast Company, and has keynoted for American Heart Association, American Red Cross, Capital One Bank, L'Oreal, Society of Women Engineers, and so many more. Gosh, so honored to have you with us today, Lois. Well, thank you, Paula. I'm very excited about being here and, and joy and choices and sparkle. They're all in the same fabulous family. Woohoo! So I'm really excited about being on the show. We are going to sparkle today as well Absolutely. as our audience. And a little surprise, everyone. We are actually going to have two episodes. So this is the first, and then you can look for the next episode of Lois coming after that. Well, Lois, would you like to share a bit of your background with everyone and, you know, maybe what brought you to where you're at today? Absolutely, Paula. Thank you for asking. You know, it's funny in my career coaching, they talk about career translation, but I, uh, career transition, but I think it's really career, really translation. We take all of us, our gifts, our skills, our passions, our, our pains, our setbacks, our breakthroughs, and we bring them to each chapter of our life. And so um, I feel like that's sort of my career trajectory. I grew up with a family who was always fascinated by why people do what they do. I remember my mom would be kind of the uh, armchair psychologist. We would be at the breakfast table and she'd say, "Lo, people are like computers. How they respond has everything to do with what buttons you push. To which I'd say, Mom, it's 7 a.m. I just asked for the Lucky Charms, okay? You know, so I was literally spoon-fed. But in all, in all seriousness, it's a passion of mine. And, it, and we would have talks around the dinner table of human behavior before it was um, very in to call them soft skills. My father would say, people skills are life skills. And he used to call me girlfriend. So I grew up with a backdrop of being infinitely fascinated how people are wired and why we do what we do. And what are the key components of people who allow their obstacles to totally take them out, which breaks my heart, but conversely, the people who use their challenges, their obstacles, their setbacks as really springboards to create a life that lights them up. And I'm fascinated by what is that distinction and how to help people close the gap between knowing and doing. So in terms of background, uh, I, I started off as an actress, stand-up comic, one-woman show, arts educator, storyteller 
and it's always nice to earn a living if you want to eat. <laughs> so at the same time, because I've been fascinated by um, body, mind, spirit, we have that in common, which is great, Paula. I became a licensed medical massage therapist doing Reiki as well. Yay, Reiki! Yay. And woohoo! And energy work. And I became, it was like a parallel track where I became fascinated the body, mind, spirit, the, the holy trinity of essence, if you will, that when we comb those three together, that's when shifts start happening. So I was doing that. I was always fascinated. It was like two tracks, career transformation and creative transformational work. And about 2014, you know, one of my loicisms, which stands for lessons, opportunities, and insights and solutions. I'll say that again, lessons, opportunities, insights and solutions. I'm from New York, so we speak twice as fast, is life is always talking, make sure you're listening. So around early 2004, you know, you're just, you know when you're just ready to move on. Your, your sparkle is like telling you, mm, sparkle 2.0 ain't looking like this right now, sister, let's move to the next level. So I started to become really interested in life coaching and business coaching. And I love my body work practice and I loved acting, but it was the transformational piece that really spoke to me the most and the entertaining piece, of course. And I started to find out about life coaching and business coaching. And I started, well, you know this, Paula, from speaking to your clients, right? Often they give you their life story. And I said to my clients, because they're the best focus group, I said, look, um, I'm thinking of becoming a coach and I'm wondering if you think I would be a good one. And they said, well, what's, uh, you mean like a sports coach? And I'm like, honey, I'm built for comfort, not for speed. No, not that kind of coach. I said, I'm thinking of becoming a business and life coach. And what it is, is you identify where someone is, where they want to be, and you help them close that gap, both in their mindset, their methodology, and when they hit obstacles, because they will, you not only talk them off the cliff, but you kind of give them wings to fly to, to make that shift. And every single one of my clients said, uh, excuse me, but you've been doing that for the last 15, 20 years. You've just been throwing in the massage. And I was like, really? And, and they said, yeah. And I said, you, so you think I've become a good coach? And they said, well, that depends. Hmm. Well, I still get my massage. So that's kind of was the beginning of really identifying that coaching, both business and personal, were the next level. And of course, I got lots of training. And then in terms of the speaking, I'd always performed and I had always performed. So it was not a big transition for me to be a speaker as well. And that's when that transition happened around 2010. So that's my story. Oh, I love it. I love it. And it's so amazing how we can transition and find a passion in something we never dreamed of. It's so true. And, and I, I love what you said. Life is always talking to us. It is. Absolutely. It's always talking and we don't always listen. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. The voices start going, and to which most of the time we go, shut up little voice of instinct. Who asked you anyway? And if you don't listen to it, it gets louder and louder and then things start happening in your life. So it's very true. I teach what I need to learn. Yes. Would you say, Lois, that you know, you know, like your book says, courage to sparkle. Many times it really does take courage. It, oh. 
And that Absolutely. first step can be our hardest step, can't it? Absolutely. Uh, I really appreciate you discussing this, Paula, because it's very true. I, I love words. Uh, those are sort of our tools in our toolbox, right? And um, courage comes from the French root core of the heart. And to me, courage is not moving forward in the absence of our fear, but right alongside it. And it's, it's the transcending of the fear which steps us into our courage. We can't wait to get courage. We take the step and the courage follows suit. And it does take courage to sparkle because there's a lot of things in life that put us on dimmers, but also as kids, we're natural little self-expression machines. You know, we get excited. We're like, oh my God, my hand, you know, that we become fascinated by everything. And then all of a sudden it becomes not cool to be so excited. You're seen as a nerd or maybe you were suppressed and all of a sudden you start dimming your sparkle in an effort to be safe, which is very sad. And you, you see it happen. Even with children, they start getting to a certain age and they, they start beiging themselves out and as grown-ups, boy, we, we sure do it. So that's really my mission is to help people to connect with that, what I call one of a kind gem self that they are with yes. my four facets of the courage to sparkle. Yes. Uh, tell us a bit about your um, four sparkle power principles. Sure. Please ex extend on that a little bit for us. Sure, my pleasure. So the first one is you've got to fire your inner critic. Because isn't that true? I mean, so and especially as women, we are so relentlessly hard on ourselves. Uh, and what's important is to fire your inner critic. Now, am I a proponent of magical thinking? Absolutely not. Once you fire your critic, does your critic come back? Absolutely, right? The more that we move and grow, often the louder the negative self-talk or sometimes the more insidious. But when we fire a crit the critic, I was just thinking about that this morning. You fire your negative self-talk from a role that was previously assigned to them that you didn't even realize. So many people have their inner critic as their COO, chief operating officer. They operate through their inner critic. Their choices to or not to do is filtered through it. So it's firing them from, from really their pre-assigned role. I don't know if that kind of resonates for you. And so it's really about disempowering your inner critic. It's not about negating them. It's not about going into denial. And it's certainly not about letting them take you over. And, and um, we are so complex as human beings. So part of that is really, first of all, not making ourselves wrong for having an inner critic, which is people beat themselves up for beating themselves up, which is bizarro. That's what we do as human beings. So, my whole journey, um, Paula, is I, I had a horrific eating disorder in my um, teens all the way up to my mid-latter 20s. I went from 120 pounds feeling fat, ha, to 91 pounds to 180 pounds in less than two years. And I, it's so crazy when I think about it now. And uh, I, I tell this story in my keynotes, but I was going... I was basically leaving my apartment one day and the nasty voice who I deem slash said, <laughs> it was like, 
I can't believe you ate all those donuts. You're gonna get fat. You're already fat. What if you weigh 180 pounds for the rest of your life? You know, just, we all know that inner critic. And there was a quiet little voice. I call her my sweetheart voice that said, Psst, what if you never lose or gain another pound? How would you live your life? And it was like it blew open for me. It was the voice of compassion. It was my, I call it my sweetheart voice. And for me, I was like a drowning woman and my sweetheart voice was going to be my lifeboat. And I really took hold and I uh, will talk a little bit about not putting your spark on hold, but I, I started to nurture and develop that voice. And it's really the voice of spiritual guidance. It's the voice of that benevolent, unconditional love that we all have within us, which often is eclipsed by our traumas. And the more that I nurture that, and I, I work with my clients around belief systems, which I'm sure you do that work too, but starting to quiet down those voices by bringing them out, not focusing on them, but acknowledging them, right? Like the Buddhists say, we can't resist. You can't, whatever we resist persists. So we can't try and have tunnel vision, but to bring them out just to learn and to grow, but to really water the garden of greatness that lies in our most sacred if it's divine guidance or the sweetheart voice or your benevolent advocate, whatever you want to call it, to nurture that voice. And that's how we start to take down the power we give our inner critic. So that's the first step is that you have to fire your inner critic because otherwise it will just cons consistently put you on dimmers. Mm -hmm. Yes. 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 So once you've fired your inner critic, and you're moving forward, what's the next step? The next is don't put your sparkle on hold. I mean, that day was, don't put your sparkle on hold. That day I walked out and I walked back into my apartment and I took my scale and I put it in the hallway in that we have in our hallway, we have a pile in Manhattan called, in my building called one person, one neighbor's trash is another neighbor's cool stuff pile. And I put it there. And I wrote, the scale works perfectly. It just no longer works for me. And I said, God bless to anybody who wants it. And I went back into my apartment and I took out a piece of paper and I started, you know, like automatic writing. Things I'll do once I'm thin. And I had within 10 minutes, I had 100 things I would do once I was thin. It broke my heart when I think about it now. And it was um, buy a wardrobe that I like. That isn't black in Manhattan. Everybody wears black even in the summer. And by the way, your black top is gorgeous. And I love the little sparkle with the, um, sparkle for you. Exactly. I love it. Um, and flirt with guys, audition, even if I didn't feel ready. And at that point, ready was code word for perfect. Uh, do work that I love. And I started going down the list. And I crossed off all 100 things. Uh, it's not quite a bucket list. There's a difference. A bucket list is aspirational dreams, which I think is awesome. Uh, really put your sparkle on hold list is really being honest with yourself. What excuses are you using? If I was younger, I would. If I had more money, if my kids behaved, if my partner didn't push my buttons, I would, or rather install them, I would be more. If I felt more confident, if I was thinner, there's, we all have an if only list and that's really, and chipping away at it 
and, and expecting to be terrified sometimes and other times to be like, you kidding me? I put my sparkle on hold for that? I mean, I had one thing that was so, I don't even remember what it was, but I was like, you gotta be kidding me. It was a giant V8 moment, you know, so. Yeah, so that. So common, Lois, you know. Oh my gosh, totally. I'll do this when this happens, or I'll do this when this situation. I'll be happy when this is finished. Exactly, the happiness. Yes. Putting it on hold. So yeah, that's really the second principle, is don't put your sparkle on hold. You know, don't, you don't have to, you don't have to overwhelm yourself. I'm not a big proponent, unless you're absolutely terrified, you're not playing a big game. And I'm like, no, I don't believe that. You can do things piecemeal and small incremental, you know, I remember one on one of my lists was flirt with guys, even the hot ones. And I was terrifying for me because I'm, I'm very outgoing, but when it comes to guys, I'm very shy, as shocking as that may seem. So the first time was I tried to wink and it kind of looked like my contact lenses was falling out, you know, and I, I, I kind of moved my shoulder, but it looked like I had a crick. I mean, I did it so badly, but I was like, okay. You know, I'm taking baby steps. And then eventually I, I found my own flirt is really just being myself and friendly and bubbly. So, um, but yes, not to overwhelm yourself. So that's the second sparkle power principle. Oh, I love it. I love it. Oh, this is so fantastic. So what is the next? Well, the third one, which is one that Paula, you clearly embody i've heard many of you are just talking to you and listening to your previous shows which is really celebrating and being your one-of-a-kind gem self to really to let that part out and everybody has a different version which is so wonderful i i love the metaphor of sparkle besides the fact that i'm a I could go to BBA Bling Bling Anonymous. I have an entire Bling Bling Bureau. Um, but I love the metaphor because it's about facets and it's about how it hits the light. And what one person, what makes one person sparkle makes another person, puts them on dimmer. So it's really about, uh, but I have found, I, I don't know if this has been your experience, Paula, but for me, it's about audacity that when I, I, have a, I have a big life force energy and that when I've had those moments of being my outrageous, fully self-expressed self, not, not a code word for TMI or too much information, but like one of my hobbies is having, you know, heartfelt conversations on, with strangers on the street, the grocery line, you know, mm -hmm. even in the OBGYN office with our gowns, medical gowns. So, you know, mine is really about being willing to share that part. What, what would you say you're the essence of your one-of-a-kind gem self? If I'd say, what, what would that look like for you to celebrate your one-of-a-kind gem oh, self? I, I would say that I just have such, I, I've always believed I really have a server's heart. Mm, I love that. Love. You do. out to people, giving them a smile, showing them some kindness. And then on my sparkle side, it's like, love me or not. I mean, I, if I'm somewhere in a store and I hear great music, I'm dancing. Oh, totally. I'm, I'm just going to do it. I don't care who looks. I'm just going to. I love it. 
I'm going on a field trip next summer to New York. And oh my gosh, come visit, come visit. With my granddaughter in her school. And I was with her last month and she said, Grammy, I've already told my friends that, that you, you dance and you do things like that. <laughs> I've already told them how you are, Grammy. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Yes, I loved yeah. it. I love that. That is so great. My my nieces and nephews call me the cool, crazy aunt. And they all say, I mean, but they mean cool, crazy in the best way. They're like, Fantastic. everybody's yeah. got to have a cool, crazy aunt. And ours is Aunt Lois. She's the cool, crazy aunt. And I'm like, woohoo, great branding. Bring it on. Yeah. Wonderful. Yes. It is. It's fantastic, you know, to to be our unique selves to sparkle, our personality sparkles, and have fun and sparkle away. I exactly, and claim it as your own. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then my fourth one is help someone else to sparkle, which is what you already talked about, that I've never, I've met, I've met rich people, very, very rich people, and I've met very wealthy people. And the big distinction is wealthy people make a difference in the world. It doesn't matter the zeros in the bank books with hopefully a number in front of the zeros and the commas. It's if you don't, I've never met anybody who is happy, fulfilled, joyous, who wasn't making contribution and wow. didn't help someone else. You can't, it's, it's, we're such social creatures. So it's helped someone else to sparkle. When I'm having a very rough day, I will do field work and I will go out into the streets of Manhattan. And if there's a little girl with a little sparkle dress, I'll be like, or Pharrell Williams is playing like happy, happy. I'll start dancing. Or if someone's struggling, I'll run ahead and open the door and give them a big smile. And it just, it's sort of my antidepressant, you know, when you have those moments. We're it's really, we, sometimes I think, you know, when you help others, you gain more than you're giving. Totally. Oh my gosh. Connection. It's, yeah. you're bringing a smile, you know. Yeah. Um, so finding ways in it, you know, there's the world is in such a rough place and such a beautiful place in a lot of ways. But it sometimes we think that we have to do so much to make a difference. And it's just little things consistently. I mean, I was at a grocery store the other day and this woman was like kind of hobbling around with her cane. It was a very hot day. And I just said, you know, I can go grocery shopping later. Why don't I assist you? With grocery shopping because I'm a little concerned about you. You seem like maybe you're a little bit on shaky ground. She said, you know, this is the way I am all the time. She said, but I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. She said, I feel invisible and I feel like a burden to society. And I said, you're not a burden. And I said, we're all going to have, if we haven't already, that feeling of fragility of needing to slow down in the world and you're no different and we're no different. You're visible and I see you. And her eyes started to well up. She says, I have felt so invisible for so long. I said, yeah, I get it. So there's always a way we can make a difference for someone else. Yes, yes. there really is. And we can make a difference for others, for animals. Absolutely, for animals. Oh, Lois. Well, yes. with just a few minutes left in the show, will you yes. share with everyone your website? Absolutely. How to get your book and... And a bit about your services. Absolutely. I would love that. So my website is www.loisbarth.com. And you can see I have a series of 
I have my speaking videos, but I also have Smart Sexy TV, which is sort of like Carol Burnett meets Wayne Dyer. It's comedic and empowering video. So you could just click on Smart Sexy TV. You can go to Amazon and just also Google, um, you know, Courage to Sparkle. My book is right there. I'm very excited. It's um, There'll also be a new edition of it at the end of the year, which I'm very excited about. And in terms of coaching work, Basically, I, I help people close the gap between where they are and where they want to be, both personally and professionally. And you can shoot me an email, lois at loisbart.com. And the coaching is on the website, too. I do both personal, which is anything from relationship to looking at some self-care and whole life to business as in career, next steps. And uh, I have two offers out of appreciation by being invited to this wonderful show. And one is, if you shoot me an email, lois at loisbarth.com, lois, like Lois Lane, L-O-I-S at loisbarth.com. And in the subject field, write what makes me sparkle and write a few words, send that to me. And I'm gonna be doing a raffle and whoever wins gets a free copy of my book signed with a little sparkle thank you card. So please do that. And the second offer is really anybody who feels that coaching might be a real fit right now. You know, life's a game and you need a coach to support you in the game of life. Shoot me an email, lois at loisbarth.com again, and just say, I'm ready coach. And we will set up what a 15, 20 minute discovery session, absolutely no pressure, no cost. And if you choose to sign up, you will get a 25% discount reduction on your first coaching session just write in the email hashtag choices finding your joy so those are the two offers for today and I'm, I'm very excited to hear from you and to whatever way I can make you sparkle baby bring it on bring it on Lois you are just so fantastic well so are you darling yeah yes love it yay to sparkle and everyone be sure to watch for uh, Lois's second show. That'll be the Lois Barth part two because we're not finished. She has a lot oh. more to share. Yes, so stay tuned. So for now, goodbye everyone. Thank you for joining us. Love, hugs, and blessings. Lois, thank love, you. Hugs and blessings. Oh, you too. Thank you. Life is short. Life is precious. Sparkle now. Let's sparkle. Bye. <laughs> bye. Bye bye. You need to get away to reignite. And do you know what? You deserve it. Make the choice to get regrounded, refresh, recalibrate, refocus. Paula Vale of Wellness Inspired and the radio show Finding Your Joy is partnering with personal development and life enhancement coach Tiffany Van Heel of Ignite by Design to bring you a week of rejuvenation. Their first experimental retreat is slated for Sedona in the fall of 2019 with more details to be unveiled soon. You'll be treated to yoga twice a day, personal development segments, coffee chats, champagne socials, hikes, massage, and quality time to do what you you choose. Choose happy. The intention is to become fully present and allow yourself to savor the experience through your senses. This is where you find your joy. Interested in more information? Visit reignitebydesign.com.